0: Alhamdulillah wa wa ala rasulillah wa ala wa sahbihi as wa ta'ala wa How's doing? Alhamdulillah So today inshallah we're continuing with the ayah Allah ta'ala says So Allah seized him in exemplary punishment for the last and for the first so, what is this referring to? Well, the first thing that we should want to note is that this was right after Fir'aun said, uh, I am the greatest Lord, I'm your greatest Lord and SubhanAllah, right after dec- he declares essentially the absolute worst statement a human being could ever say Allah says, and then I took his life. <laughs> so SubhanAllah, it just goes to show, don't mess around. You know, if you, if you get to a point where you're getting worse, 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 and then you get to the peak, the worst you've ever been, it's like, and eh, now I got you. So SubhanAllah, just that in and of itself is very powerful. And then furthermore, Allah ta'ala The word nakal is an interesting term. In Surah al ankal it means shackles, right? So it has something to do with chains and locking somebody up. But it also means making an example out of somebody. And the reason why these two things are uh, put together is because typically what would happen is somebody would do a major crime and then to make an example out of them, you'd shackle them up in chains and drag them through the streets. You know, you'd make a, you'd make an example out of them through the shackling. So that's why we can see that this word Nakaal has both implications. And it's really quite fascinating that Allah Ta'ala is saying, I'm going to make an example out of Fir'aun particularly. Why? Because we know Fir'aun made an example out of believers. When the magicians decided we are going to believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun, what did he say? He said, I will surely cut off your hands and your feet on opposite sides, and I will surely crucify you all. So he wanted to make an example out of them. He wanted to say, I'm going to show the world what happens when you disobey me cutting off uh, the uh, arm and leg from opposite sides is to make you deformed in such a way that it's an embarrassment and then crucification is like, all of this is like the worst torture and punishment and embarrassment and shame, etc. So he's making this example out of them and Allah says, I'm going to make an example out of you. So, subhanAllah, we all know that, uh, you know, what goes around comes around. SubhanAllah, this is exactly, you know, this is the whole purpose of this dunya. You are a good person, good's going to come back to you in this life and the next. You do evil, uh, evil's going to catch up with you. SubhanAllah, this is, that's why Judgment Day is one big mirror. You get to see who you really are. Who you really are. You get your book of deeds to let you know who was I. It's like a mirror. Was I a good person or a bad person? Subhanallah. What's also fascinating is that this term nakal is used elsewhere in the Quran when Allah Taala mentions what was sariqu was sariqatu bima nakalan Allah wallahu azizun hakim. Uh, as for the thief, male and female thieves, amputate their hands in recompense for what they committed as a deterrent, as a nakal, as a deterrent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as an example. So subhanAllah, it's interesting, so there's a correlation here, it seems, Wallahu alam, that Fir'aun, he did this cutting from one side and the other, and it seems that subhanAllah, it's just quite interesting that Allah ta'ala is saying, well, I make an example. I make an example of the thief. When you steal, uh, and obviously, by the way, this is not some small amount, it has to be above a certain amount. A quantity, it's not like a child uh, takes a candy bar and we uh, cut off their hands like uh, in Disney movies, that's what it shows. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, Aladdin, you know, subhanAllah. They're trying to always make Muslims look terrible. But the fact of the matter is it's not realistic. Uh, uh, um, But uh, anyhow, point being what? that uh, no the reality is that this is talking about like a professional thief somebody who's actually going in and planning and, and, and stealing large quantities of wealth and obviously this was not forced from uh, necessity it's not like the person was living in poverty and they did this you know a loaf of bread just to save their life rather this is like a professional thief their hand gets cut and they are a nakal so it's interesting that the same cutting and the same example is being made subhanAllah you could see in both there's some somewhat of a parallel it just seems quite fascinating but there's also something very scary it's scary that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Fir'aun an exemplary punishment, a nakal, for abusing the Israelites. And so you might think that as Muslims we say, oh, this would never happen to us. And yet, subhanAllah, since the Israelites started transgressing themselves, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the same word for them. Allah Ta'ala says, alim lahum <laughs> kunu فَجَعَلْنَاهَا نَكَالًا لِمَن بَيْنَ يَدَيْهَا وَمَا أَخَلْفَهَا وَمَوْعِظَةً لِلْمُتَّقِينَ Allah Ta'ala says, and you had already known about those who transgressed among you concerning the Sabbath. So the Bani Israel, they knew that they had to keep the Sabbath uh, holy and they played this game. They were doing little tricks and trying to lawyer God if you will uh, We should always avoid trying to do anything that is lawyering or you could say playing games or technicalities with the deen This is what they were doing and uh, we said to them be apes despised So Allah Ta'ala how to transform them and we made it a deterrent We made it a deterrent punishment for those who were present and those who succeeded them and a lesson for those who fear Allah. So SubhanAllah, you might say to yourself, oh, we're Bani Israel, we're special. What happened to Fir'aun's for him? We can never fall into that. Allah Ta'ala used the same word and saying, no, I'll make you a deterrent too. Anybody, nobody, nobody's above uh, being made an example of if you decide to go that far. And just as a quick uh, point of note, sometimes Muslims also play, try to lawyer with our deen. What's a good example of this? I often like to give the example of little kids who they hear the takbir has already started, you know, the know, has already started. The Imam is reciting Fatiha, the, the, the Imam is writing, reciting a long surah, and they're standing at the back, chit chatting, joking. Why aren't they coming to the front? Why? Because they just want to quickly get in their last jokes, their last conversation, etc. And then the moment the Imam says, Allahu Akbar, and goes into ruku', they quickly run, 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 and then catch the, the, the ruku'. Why? Therefore, I don't have to make up the, the, the rak'ah. I technically caught it. You were goofing around and joking and joking and joking in the back. You could have walked up at any moment, but you decided, no, 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 let's just goof around and joke around. So I could technically lawyer Islam and lawyer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, catching the raka'ah, Meanwhile, I was in the back, I could have walked in, but I didn't. This, we should really teach our kids from a young age. Alhamdulillah, I don't really see adults doing that anymore, alhamdulillah. Maybe some adults do if they do. Please, this is exactly, you know, Allah ta'ala says I, I turn, transform them into apes. SubhanAllah, you think you're so clever, I'm lawyering God. It's not clever, it's ridiculous. And so don't act like this, inshallah Ta'ala, we should avoid this and avoid anything that is playing games with the deen, playing games with the sharia of Allah with, with no sense of uh, sincerity. Anyway, then Allah says what? Uh, what uh, uh, that Allah Taala said? Nakal uh, That Allah Taala made him an example. Uh, a negative example, a deterrent, uh, exemplary punishment for who? The li- the later and the former. This could mean that Firaun was an example of how not to be for the last generations of humanity and for the earlier ones that were closer to him. That's one possible. So it's all talking about on earth, you know, different generations, the early ones or the later ones and the former ones. That's one possibility. Another one is talking about that Firaun is an example of how not to be both in terms of this dunya and what's gonna happen to him in the akhira. So it could be a reference to generations in this dunya or later or could be this world and the next world two different possibilities a third possibility is that Allah is saying I gave you this punishment because of what you said last and what you said first and this is the opinion of Mujahid Ibn Abbas and others they say that the two statements and there was 40 years they say there was 40 40 years 40 years between these two statements the first one being what he said what oh my elite I don't know of any deity for you other than me I'm your only Deity. This was one statement he made. 40 years later, he made the last statement, which was what? So Allah is saying, I listened to him talk about how great he was and this shirk that he was promoting and this deification that he was trying to uh, sell people on. And Allah ta'ala, for 40 years, allowed him to go as far as he wanted until finally Allah ta'ala took him. To account now the question is why would the statement be in the order of last and then first when typically you think of what first and last right so wallahu adam one opinion is because tyrants like fir'aun will be more relevant in later generations near the end of time sound familiar to us perhaps you know yes of course there were tyrants in earlier times but wallahu ta'ala a'lam it seems that unfortunately if you take a look at most of the world uh, um, politicians and so on and so forth especially in the Muslim world you find that there's lots of tyranny lots of mini fara'ina that's the plural of fara'un for those who don't know uh, the fara'ina may allah ta'ala protect us from these evil fara'uns and uh, so yes that's perhaps one reason why allah said for the later generations as in it's more relevant for you guys you need to learn from this lesson this nakal this example and also the former ones as well and in terms of this referring to uh, this life and the afterlife, we know that uh, Firaun is exemplary in the afterlife because Allah says, سوء, uh, سوء uh, The people of Firaun were enveloped by the worst of punishments. And then Allah says, the fire, they are exposed to it morning and evening. And the day the hour appears, it will be said, make the people of Fir'aun enter into the worst of punishments. So, subhanAllah, this is describing what? We took them in a terrible punishment as in, first, Allah is t- mentioning, mentioning what? The flood, killed them. Then Allah says they will be exposed to the fire morning and evening. What is this a reference to? al الْقَبْرِ well Adam, this the majority opinion seems to be what? That I al will cover the between their death and between judgment day is what? Every time they're going to be shown where their place is in the fire and every time they're shown some of that heat is going to hit them. They're going to be receiving the punishment of adab al-qabr, the punishment of the grave. Then Allah says what? Then finally after that whole long period of getting that you could say the minor punishment when judgment day is established then the people of Fir'aun will be entered into al adab the worst of punishment subhanAllah and we all can I think understand why he would get it the worst and his people would get it the worst, when you think about Musa alayhi salam, being such a great prophet, and them doing the worst of uh, torture to Bani Israel, the believers, and then of course, the clearest of all, which is what? The miracles. SubhanAllah, the miracles. This guy had everything in front of him, and he was so stubborn. SubhanAllah, it couldn't get more clear, and yet he still was like, no, 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 I, I reject everything. I mean, can you imagine the level of stubbornness when you're watching the water part in front of you? Like, the, like God Almighty is opening up water so that these people can get away from your evil and then you're like you know what I'm going in <laughs> so a, it's just an amazing like this is pure kibber you can't I mean how many years of people worshipping you how many years of people telling you you're amazing you're the best nothing bad will ever happen to you you're so perfect how many years until finally you get brainwashed by your own propaganda and you're like you know what I am amazing. You know what? I can do anything. I am the best. Nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. Like, subhanallah, this is thorough brainwashing, and it's subhanallah, it happens every day. Unfortunately, obviously, in, in minor, in, in lesser, and in you know, uh, sort of different um, capacities. But still, this is the reality. طيب, inshallah. Then Allah Ta'ala says, what? Inna fi Indeed, in that is a warning. Inna inna means indeed, surely, truly. Inna, inna is a uh, emphasis. Fi dalika in the, in that in this story here, in in his drowning, in his punishment, in all of this, in in that is a la'ibra, is indeed, again, more emphasis, is a ibra means a lesson uh, for those who fear. This is a very, very interesting term, ibra. We need to take a second to appreciate it. Coming from the root verb, which means to cross over. Like I crossed over, let's say a river, like you walk over a bridge or something, right? I cross over something. And means to shed a tear. It means to cry and to shed a tear. And so an ibrah is understood to mean what? How do you bring these ideas together? It means a lesson that is so powerful, it can make you cry, shedding a tear, number one, and a lesson that is so powerful that it will make you cross over and change your ways. So Allah Ta'ala is telling you, this is the type of lesson that should hit you emotionally and should change your behavior. nafi' SubhanAllah, very, very powerful wording here. But of course, is this going to affect everybody? And the answer is no. It's an ibra, who, for everyone? No, because some people will read this and be like, oh, who cares, it doesn't affect my, uh, my my behavior at all. Allah says, no, it's gonna be an ibra, for who? for those who have awe, or khashya, uh, reverence, for fear, this concept of feeling small when you look at the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, it's really beautiful that this ayah is being followed up by what? by giving you a sense of awe, because you might say, well I can't see Allah Ta'ala, you know, how, how will I feel a sense of awe for Allah if I, if I can't see him directly? <laughs> Which one is greater than you? The very next ayah, what Allah says, are you more difficult in creation or the sky above you? You want to feel a sense of awe? You want to know how great Allah Ta'ala is? Look at his creation, then think about the creator. And subhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we live in a time where you can go online and watch video after video about space about, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Not astrology, astronomy, excuse me. Yes, I know that the, the difference between them is very important. Astronomy, studying, you know, the stars, studying the planets, studying the solar system, studying beyond our galaxy. And you just, the more you just think about, this is not some like, you know, fictional universe like uh the dc world or the you know jr tolkien what's his name uh, hobbit world or whatever no this is the real world We're like just go out <laughs> it's it's all out there it's just amazing when you think about how far and beyond it goes it really makes you feel small and it gives you a sense of awe and so if that is the creation who then is subhanallah the creator so yes um this is the lesson you have to have that khashya in your heart and if you don't if you think i'm the greatest of all then subhanallah uh, it'll never affect you. طيب, there's a very famous quote who says, What? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. I'm sure we've all heard this before. Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. You have to learn about Fir'aun. Why? Because tyranny and evil and just how far a person will go, these are all relevant even till today. Who led Egypt after Fir'aun died? Just another Pharaoh, unfortunately. Why? Because the Israelites were insubordinate and thus unfit for leadership. And this in and of itself is a very important lesson. Don't just think of the strike. Think of what follows it. And this is exactly why and what the correlation with what? Allah says, Allah Ta'ala says, on the day the blast of the horn will convulse and then there will be a following subsequent one so you always have to think about not just what happens but also what happens after and furthermore a very important point about this is what always think about the opposite it's called and المخالفة, or meaning you know thinking thinking about things from the reverse perspective meaning what meaning that if the enemies of islam will be miraculously destroyed then المخالفة, switch it you have to say to yourself what It it stands to reason that the callers to Islam will be miraculously supported. So this is very, very important for us to remember. If Firaun can be miraculously destroyed, then SubhanAllah, I need to call to this deen. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala will help me out in ways that nobody could ever imagine. It's also very beautiful that we contrast Allah Taala's ibrah with Musa alayhi story. Why? Because Allah Taala can teach people through hardship or through bl- blessings, right? But us as human beings, we call people to Islam through kindness uh, and har- harshness isn't harshness isn't an option except in absolute extreme circumstances. So you might be tempted to use harshness to wake somebody up from their heedlessness. However, if they reject the kind message, then they'll probably reje- be stubborn even in hardship as well. Because if you're being being sweet to them and they reject it, then if you be harsh, they're probably just gonna become more arrogant anyhow. And plus that's not your place to do so. Allah Ta'ala can say, I'm the one who seizes him, destroys him, and I'm the one who's giving you a lesson. Allah Ta'ala can do that. But for me to stand in Allah's place, and say, I'm gonna beat you up and teach you a lesson. Look, man, you're not in a position to do so. You have to be like Musa, two very different approaches, Inshallah, except of course, in extreme circumstances, you know, to defend yourself and so forth. I did also want to mention the, uh, uh, so we, we talked about section one, talking about the malaika, right? I think it was ayat one to five, and we talked about the ring structure there. And then we did section two, which was I think from ayat six to uh, 14, I think. We could check again if anybody wants to go back to the videos. And I talked about the ring structure there. So let's take a look at the ring structure here, inshallah ta'ala. I always love to see this, cause I always think it's beautiful. We just covered, alhamdulillah, we're just finishing this third whole section of this surah from ayat 15 to 26. All right, you guys ready for this? 15 over here, 26 over here, and then we go middle, you know, you guys, you guys know how the ring structure works? Okay, khair. So 15 is about what? has the story of Musa reached you what's the last I 26 is what and this is the lesson of Fir'aun right so the story of Musa the story of Fir'aun or the lesson of Fir'aun let me tell you has the story of Musa reached you has the lesson of Fir'aun reached you you see how there's a parallel between the two good then you go to 16 and 25 which is what uh, Allah Taala says, nadahu rabbuhu bil al Allah Taala says what? And Allah seized Musa. Well, no, 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 Allah, the, the the meaning is what that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala seized Musa in an unexpectedly high location. Allah, nadahu ناد, uh, bil When he was in this holy valley, he was called to by his Lord. So you can imagine him being, you know, taken all of a sudden in a high location, suddenly shocked that he is being you know, spoken to by the Lord of the world. SubhanAllah, that's ayah number 16. Ayah 25 is what? فَأَخَذَهُ اللَّهُ نَكَالَ الْأَخِرَةِ that Allah seizes Fir'aun. He seizes Fir'aun in unexpectedly as well in a very low location. So you see the, the difference? High location, low location, being seized unexpectedly, being seized unexpectedly. So Allah seems to be a correlation. Next, 17 to 24 is what? you have uh, Allah ta'ala saying ila fir'aun go to fir'aun he has transgressed and then you have fir'aun saying what ana rabbukum al'a. This is the transgression right? So what Allah, uh, Allah is telling him go to him cuz he has done taha. he has done transgression. What's the transgression? Ana al'a. This that's the transgression. So you see the correlation between those two. Next if you go clo- closer 18 and 23 you have what Musa as-Salam calling fir'aun to what Tazkiyah. I'm calling you to become better. I'm calling you to Tazkiyah. Verses 23, which is what Fir'aun calling his people to what is evil. Everybody, come here. I'm going to call you to what is evil. So, two different callings good versus evil. Next, you have 19 and 22, which is what. Uh, 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 Musa Alayhi salam saying Saying let me guide you I want to guide you Fir'aun, what? He turns his back and walks away Let me guide you I have no interest You can see the two uh, Unfortunately The correlation And then finally 20 and 21 You have Musa Alayhi salam Showing the evidence And Fir'aun rejecting the evidence In the ayat of what <laughs> so you see, from the whole way, you see that there's a connection between all of them and this builds a very beautiful ring structure and Allah knows best. I'll mention one more ayah for today, inshallah ta'ala. Allah says, what? أَأَنْتُمْ أَشَدُ خَلْقًا أَمِ السَّمَاءِ This is the new section. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you see, is shifting the attention from who? Now that you've heard the story of Fir'aun, let's talk to you. You, Quraysh, you leaders of Quraysh that are denying resurrection, let's talk to you. Because you guys are, de- that's the whole theme of the, the surah. We I can take a step back and remember, it's talking about what? You will be resurrected. You guys are denying resurrection. Now Allah Ta'ala is turning back to them. So Allah Ta'ala, if, if Allah Ta'ala created the universe, do you really think resurrecting you, Quraysh after death is harder? Do you really think that bringing you back to life is more difficult? Look at the universe. I built this thing and I didn't just, Say, be and it is, which is amazing. Rather, Allah SWT says banaha, I constructed it. There's stages to this. This was, this was a process, subhanAllah. So Allah Ta'ala is showing the complexity. Now, there's an omitted word, mahduf word here. Khalqan banaha. Are you more difficult than the creation or is the heaven that he constructed? But then there's a pause. Instead of the word alati, you see that Allah Ta'ala omitted it and then just, khalqan banaha. So why the pause? perhaps to force us to pause and realize that the universe wasn't just always there nor did it just pop into existence in the form that it is in now rather it was constructed you know as we modern science would say what the big bang that there was a singularity it's exploded and then the universe is expanding so subhanallah the idea is that this is a construction and this is a process that is ongoing and this is something that we need to pause and think about and reflect over of how miraculous and amazing uh, it is and this is uh, uh, furthermore mentioned in many other ayat of the Qur'an. This idea of comparing, which one's harder, you or this incredible creation of the universe? Allah says, Is not he, as in Allah, is not he who created the heavens and the earth able to create the likes of them? You don't think I could bring you back? You don't think I could create you again a second time? Are you kidding me? I created the universe. So this is a reminder. Yes, it is so, and he is the knowing creator. Also Allah says, The creation of the heavens and the earth is greater than the creation of mankind. You guys think you're the most special thing. What about the universe that you're from? What about the universe that's supporting you? Don't you realize that you're just made of a small piece of this universe? Whereas the whole thing in its entirety is much greater than you. Have a little humility. Again, this is gonna be an ibarah liman yakshah. It's an ibarah. It's a powerful lesson that's gonna have an effect on you. But only if you have this sense of khashya, that you look at this universe and realize, this is much bigger than me. But some people, they think the whole universe is revolving around them may Allah protect us. Allah also says, And we did certainly create the heavens and the earth and what is between them in six days. And there touched us no weariness. This did not make us tired. So then the last point I'll mention inshallah is what is the connection to this idea of look at the universe, look at the creation around you. How does this connect to Firaun? our destruction was miraculous but is it really more miraculous than the universe you see all around you every single day right many people would say well if I saw that if I saw you know the water parting and if I saw you know, uh, Firaun being killed, if I saw all those miracles, well, yeah, then I would believe, but I, did, I didn't see that. Well, what did you see? Oh, I just saw that there was nothing and then the universe popped into existence and then now I, I'm here and, you know, and we're going to go to all the other ayat where Allah Ta'ala describes. And, you know, I created light from darkness and I created this earth that was inhabitable and it has water and it has vegetation and you have life on it and you have the ability to roam around and do whatever you want. That's not enough for you? SubhanAllah, just just the miracles of Fir'aun, not belittling it, of course they are amazing, but what, the universe is less impressive? All the creation is less impressive? I don't think so, that doesn't make any sense. SubhanAllah, clearly your existence is miracle enough, and if it's not, then nothing will be enough for you. So, inshallah ta'ala, with that we close. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who reflect and ponder on these ayat, and inshallah we'll continue with ayah number 28 next time. Barak Allah Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh.